0: Right. um, good morning, afternoon, or evening, or night, whenever you are listening to this. Um, so, today, I don't know why, but I was just feeling like doing another podcast, so I was like, why not jump in and just do it? Because lately, I've been feeling the spirit, and I've been doing a lot of podcasts, so I'm like, hey, let's keep the ball rolling, let's keep it going. Um, so yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't really know how else to intro it. But basically, I'm just gonna dive right in because it's gonna be dope. So, I, on Sunday, so this is the recharge event that happened on Sunday. So, on Saturday, I've already made a podcast about Saturday and what happened and kind of walked through that. And then, um, so it was a two-day event. So then Sunday came and this is basically the revelation that God gave me on sunday so i'm kind of going to walk through it and explain what happened and what i got out of it and then also talk about um just some of the things that i was reading in this prayer like this prayer journey book that i'm reading currently that relates to that so let's go ahead and dive right in but before we dive right in we're gonna pray dear lord thank you for bringing us here today and allowing us to just see another beautiful day that you have made, God, we thank you for just being so wonderful, being so awesome. And God, we praise you for your faithfulness, for your love, for your mercy. And Lord, we just thank you for every single thing that you have given us, every blessing, Lord, and every blessing in disguise. God, we thank you for all of the opportunities that you have given us and all of the, uh, doors that you have closed lord that bring us to the the opportunities that you have for us god and we just thank you so much for who you are and who you're creating us to be in jesus name amen so yeah basically on sunday right i got up and i went to so i I went to go pick up my friend faith right because she didn't have a ride to get there and so i offered to drive over and pick her up so it was like a bit a little bit of a drive it was like 30 minutes or so or like or not really 30 minutes like 20 to 25 minutes and i was like okay cool so i get over there and i was like listening to music and stuff like that and then i was having a little bit of a rough morning um because i was just very tired very um bogged down i didn't know why and so i get over to her house and as i'm about to pull out the driveway i almost got in an accident like that's clickbait for you right there i almost got in an accident because i'm pulling out of the driveway i almost like t-boned going backwards someone else who was driving like some minivan or something like that and so literally i was like inches away from hitting this whole person's car and literally it was only by god's grace that i didn't get in an accident Because I kid you not, I almost got, like, I was almost paralyzed low-key. And I don't know how the break stopped, but the break stopped. And thank you, Lord, that I'm still alive to tell the story. Um, So, yeah, that was just a little bit of a moment. Like, it was like, whoa, today's going to be crazy type of vibe. And so, as I'm driving us back, we're going to Starbucks. we were just, you know, having a time, and, and it was really hard for me to, because we were supposed to be doing this thing called um, X-Talk, which is extended time with God, and so we basically had about an hour and 30 minutes to kind of just sit in God's presence in and really dive in, and so I didn't know what to do, because normally when I have extended time with God, I am, like, in nature, or I am outside, or I am sitting in a quiet place. And so we're sitting in Starbucks and I didn't t- want to go sit outside cause I felt like it was going to rain. So I didn't go sit outside. And so I was like, oh, kind of dragging at the beginning. Cause I was like, Ooh, I'm not normally used to this. And, then, and so then I was just like, you know what, whatever. So I put in my headphones turned on some worship music was blasting it in my ears and i was just sitting there trying to figure out what was i gonna write about what was i gonna um what was i gonna say in my journal and everything like that and so then um i remembered that my mom sent a like a scripture that morning and so normally my mom, like we have this group chat with a family in it. And so my mom will send like a scripture every morning, the daily scripture. And so I read that scripture before I had left um, my my dorm room. And when I read that, that scripture really like stuck with me and it really sat in my spirit. So I went back to that and I was writing about it. And so I broke it down. It's Psalm 62 verse 1. And so I broke it down. And the the verse says, truly my soul finds rest in God my salvation comes from him and so at first i thought i was just gonna like do that and then i kind of sectioned off some parts and i was like writing what it means and kind of elaborating on it more and then so i said for the word truly i said facts I, i put it in a box and then i wrote above it facts and then i said soul is your innermost being uh finds you can only find what you seek rest um, when I, I said, when I hear rest, I think of relaxation, ease, comfort, and then in God, nothing el- in nothing else that we try to find rest in will provide, oh, I can't read. I said, nothing else that we try to find rest in will provide us rest, only God. Salvation, I further elaborated on that, and I said, it's deliverance, rescue, and saving. And then I said, it comes from him. I said, salvation literally came from him in the flesh through Jesus. And so then I went on and I continued because I was like, oh, you know, I'll read this whole entire psalm and kind of break it down. And so I read Psalm 62 two two and I wrote about that. But then I just, I wasn't feeling it. When I went to Psalm 62 two two, I was feeling like I was forcing it. I was feeling like I was studying and not really delighting in the word of God. And so For some reason, my mind kept going back and back to Psalm sixty-two, one. So I just went ahead and I wrote about, I just kept writing the same verse over and over again. And I literally have it written down like four or five times in various places on various pages. Because whenever I would kind of get stuck and not know what else to write, I would just write that. And um, so because I had just recently that previous day on Sunday, I mean on Saturday... I had just recently learned about, you know, meditation and what it truly is. I was like, well, I'll meditate on this scripture. So I was sitting there and I was just writing and listening and truly soaking it in. And then the Holy Spirit hit me and he told me to emphasize various parts of the scripture. So, for example, I began... And I emphasized in all caps, truly, and then rewrote the whole verse again. My soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. And so I did this for every word in the entire verse. And so this is the revelations that I got out of it. Uh, So I have truly. He is telling the truth. The psalmist is telling the truth. This is no lie. This is accurate. This is being honest. And I said, um... Where did I write it? Oh my gosh, I can't even read my handwriting. I said, true freedom is rest in God. And then he says, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. So I said, this is personal. He's speaking from personal experience. When we emphasize the word my, we understand that he is speaking about himself on account of himself and not anyone else. He's not saying, oh, well, people have in the past found rest in God or, you know, I know someone who has found rest in God, he's saying, no, I have found rest in God, my soul has found rest in God. And then the next part, truly my soul, emphasizing on soul, capitalizing soul, finds rest in God, my salvation comes from him. So when I saw the word soul, I remembered something that I read from one of Priscilla Shire's books where she was discussing kind of these circles and she says that in the center circle is our spirit. And then in the middle circle is our soul. And then the outer circle is our flesh. And so in that middle circle of our soul, that's our will, our conscience, our emotions, our desires, our thoughts. And so literally, my emotions, my thoughts, my conscience, my mind, they all find rest in God. And I thought that was something that was so powerful because a lot of times it's our minds, it's our... um, desires and our emotions that really cause us to be anxious and cause us to be fearful and worried and upset and just discouraged and disheartened and all of these, all of these feelings. And when we truly find rest in God, we know that our emotions and our conscience and all of these things that are easily, that can easily become raging waters, we know that they find rest in God, that they, um, are able to be at peace and able to be still in the presence of God. And so yeah. Now, this part is my favorite part. This is where I started. So, when I was writing this, I was in Starbucks still and I had just got coffee and this was when the coffee really kicked in because these first couple like when I was writing about truly, when I was writing about my and when I was writing about soul, um, you know, I was awake, I was okay, but then I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit or the coffee or probably both, but then I just went ham on these next parts. Um, and so the Holy Spirit was really speaking through me. So we have truly my soul finds. And so finds, I found this as an important word because I said you can only find what you seek. And so you can't find rest if you're not seeking rest in God. And then I also saw... That it's a present progressive, meaning that it's still doing it. It didn't say my soul found rest in God. It doesn't say that my soul will find rest in God. It's speaking in the present. It's saying right now in this current moment, my soul is finding rest in God. It finds rest in God. And so, yeah, I just thought that was really important because it's not like it's saying, oh, in the past, my soul has found rest in God. It's saying no. It's currently seeking right now in this moment. It is seeking rest in God, and it's finding it. And then um, I also saw that finds is a promise. Um, it's a promise that we will find rest in God, because I I don't I don't know how um, I came to this. Like I don't remember what happened. How the Holy Spirit revealed this to me. But like, if you say truly, my soul finds rest in God, that's a promise. It's not saying truly my soul can find rest in God. It may find rest in God. No, it's saying it finds rest in God. This is a uh, a declarative statement. This is a statement that is solid and firm and is is not fluid. It says truly my soul finds rest in God. Um, and then it's also plural, which means it doesn't just happen one time, but it's continuous. Um... Yeah, and then I also said that. Um, <laughs> I also wrote down the scripture that where God says, "Seek and you shall find." I don't know where that is, but um, I could tell you that <laughs> I can tell you that much: that um, if we seek, we will find, and that's why the psalmist writes that truly my soul finds rest in God, because if if he if his soul is seeking. Rest in God, he will find it, because that's what the Lord says. He says, "Seek and ye shall find um, and so then I went ahead and I wrote a prayer, and I said, Lord, help me to seek so that I can find, give me a passion and a perspective to seek you, to long to seek you. God, give me a heart to um know you like you proclaimed in jeremiah twenty four four through seven grant me the patience and intentionality." And purposefully and whole to purposefully and wholeheartedly seek you um and then thank you god thank you god thank you <laughs> and so then the next part this is my favorite part because i really loved like the revelation that god gave me through this word rest so i looked up the definition of rest and it means one to lie down to sleep it means two to cease from action or motion, and it means three to refrain from labor or exertion So then I said that my soul finds these things in God. So each one of these three characteristics. So I said, first of all, my soul sleeps. Uh, We know that sleep is refreshing and rejuvenating. It gives us energy. So by us resting in God, it shows that he revitalizes me. He gives my soul energy my willpower my conscience my mind my the strength that it needs to get through the day and overcome temptation to combat evil to have faith because how many know that being a light in a dark place is wearisome i'm weary constantly fighting against my own flesh because it wants to go one way my spirit is going another and so I'm just over here tired because i'm constantly in this tug of war between my flesh and my spirit and it's oof it's a lot you know what i mean um and i said i'm weary trying to keep my mind focused on things above when it's so easy to slip into what's natural what my flesh wants but that's why i have to find rest in god so that he can give me strength so my soul is now my soul is now sleeping lying down in christ because it is refreshing me, revitalizing me, giving me the strength I need for the day. And then, for the second um, definition of rest, my soul ceases from action or motion in God. So when I give it all to God, He stills my emotions from overwhelming me. When I am in God, He keeps my mind at peace and not going one million in miles, one one million miles per hour. Uh, he causes me to cease making. Uh, rash actions or always feeling like I have to do something And God my soul focuses on becoming and not doing because my soul has rest in God it no longer feels like it has to do and do and do it is content with being still and it finds peace in doing so my mind is focused on who I am becoming in Christ and not what I'm doing and see that's one thing that we really don't the world really doesn't um, prioritize what you're becoming, but it prioritizes what you're doing. Because if you notice a lot of what society deems as success, as, as successful, what society deems as um, appropriate for certain ages and da-da-da-da, it's focused on doing, 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 doing. It's not focused on who you're becoming. If you look at, like lately I've been looking at, a lot of lesson plans for teaching and stuff like that. And I've been looking at, you know, their schedule of what they have to do. And the the school system is so focused on what are the kids doing? How are they achieving? And not on what are they becoming? Are they becoming respectful people? Are they becoming responsible citizens? They don't care about that. They just care about the kids performing well and doing this and doing that. And I think that is a reflection also of the society. Because literally you look on any social media and you'll see that everybody's always doing something nobody's focused on becoming and it's just really amazing to me to see that god wants us to cease from doing so that we can focus on becoming who we're meant to be in christ and the more we're doing and doing and doing the less um he's able to truly work in us so that we can become more in him because if we're always moving and doing something how is he gonna help us he can't help us if we're constantly moving and moving and moving and so yeah then i moved on and i said in god so this is a third this is the third definition of rest i said in my in god my soul no longer feels the need to work it refrains from labor and exertion when i truly find rest in him i recognize that he does all the work and i simply trust that he will take care of me i refrain from exerting myself unnecessarily because god is taking care of it all but of course this warrants giving him all control but isn't it so much easier giving our burdens to someone? Like I feel so at peace and at rest when oh, I can't read. When I just give stuff to God because then I no longer have to figure it out or try to make things work. It's like when you're doing the dishes and someone else is like, Oh, I'll do them for you And it just feels so good because it's like one less load you have to carry. That's what God wants with and well, that's what God wants Whoa, 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 whoa. I can't read my own handwriting. already. That's what God wants to do with and in us. Oh, okay. That's what God wants to do with and in us. I'm sorry. Ugh, I'm trying to read what I wrote down. Um, Okay. And then I said, so my mind no longer has to work. My mind no longer has to figure things out and make decisions and do all of that because God is already taking care of it all. And why would I worry about something that's already being taken care of? It's like worrying about, um, it's like me worrying about my parents paying the light bill and they're already taking care of it. So why would I worry about whether or not they'll provide or will I'll get the money? That's just unnecessary work when I could rest instead. And so rest is not saying that, um, that we give up all responsibility. We're not just going to say, oh, I'm resting and I'm just giving it all to God. It's important to give it all to God, but to recognize that when he when He asks that you do something, you be obedient to it, and that's that's our responsibility, but it's not our responsibility to figure things out and and to you know do all of this stuff and another analogy that I related it to was like at Disney World, like I never know where I'm going anywhere, and so whenever someone else knows where they're going and they are able to guide me. I love that because I'm like, good, it's one less burden, and I can actually enjoy going to Disney World because I don't have to worry about trying to figure out where we're going next. Like, when we went to Disney World when I was younger, um, like, my dad would always be the one to lead us. My dad would always be the one to be like, oh, we're going this way, we're going that way, we're going to hit this part, we're going to hit this part, okay, cool. And I never had to worry about it because I just got to enjoy Following where he was going. And so I think that's how it is with God as well, is that we he just wants us to cease from trying to figure it out. He doesn't want us to grab the map and try to figure out where we're going next because he's like, Then you can't enjoy what I have for you and you can't enjoy my presence. And so he was like, I'm gonna lead you. I'm gonna walk you around Disney World and be the guide that you need to follow. And you just have to trust me and enjoy what I have for you. And I think that's such, so amazing. So when we truly find rest in God, we recognize that we no longer have to figure things out and exert ourselves unnecessarily because he's already taking care of it. And so then... Another thing I wrote is that and I know and God knows that I tire easily, I give up easily. And so he's like trying to do it on your he's like quit trying to do it on your own. And let me take care of it because he knows I can't handle it on my own. So that's why he says don't exert yourself on the stuff I'm already taking care of because I need to save my strength and my energy for focusing on him and obeying him. And then I said, we are so much stronger when we rest in him. And then I wrote a prayer that said, Lord, help me to rest in you, to actually find rest in you. God, help me to seek it and to dil- and to be diligent in seeking it out. Um, because I know that if I seek it, I will find it in you. So, Lord, ooh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Lord, I know it will be found in you, in you alone. Thank you, God. And then, yeah and so i also wrote that you don't have to be tired to rest resting is a choice and that was another thing that i thought was so important because like resting is like uh, okay resting like you don't have to be tired and weary to rest you can choose to rest Anytime you can choose to take a break and say, hey, I don't want to do anything right now. I want to rest and kind of veg out. And so we don't have to only go to God to rest whenever we're completely worn out and beat down from trying to do things on our own. And that's a, that's a word for me because literally sometimes I will keep going thinking I have energy when I don't at all. I'm just running off fumes. Um, But I will keep going thinking like, oh my gosh, I got to figure this out and I gotta do this and I gotta do that and I will keep doing that. Um like I will just keep going, keep going, keep going because I feel like I know what I'm doing. And then when I get burnt out or when I get weary, that's when I go back and I rest. And it's like you don't have to exert yourself and grow weary in order to go rest. Resting should be a choice. It should be something that we do consistently. For example when God created the earth, he did not grow tired after creating the earth, and yet he still chose to rest on the seventh day. So isn't that something that if God, of all people, if God, of, like of everything, God himself, the creator and author and maker and sustainer of the earth said, hey, I'm going to choose to rest rest must be important then like rest must be something that we need to do even if we're not tired even if we feel like we can keep going rest is something we have to choose to do and we have to say I'm choosing to rest right now I'm choosing to um to refrain from labor and exertion I'm choosing to cease from action and motion I'm choosing to lie down you know this isn't this is a choice." And so, yeah, I think that that is so important. And so that was what I got. That was a lot. And that was what I got only out of the word rest. And see, the thing is, is that as I was meditating on this scripture, I literally for the whole hour and 30 minutes was focusing on one scripture, which was Psalm 62.1. And I didn't end up memorizing it, which was pretty dope that like you can meditate on scripture and then end up memorizing it. And I didn't go in with the intention of, oh, I'm going to memorize this scripture. But it ended up happening because I was delighting so much in the scripture and because I was meditating on it and enjoying it so much that I ended up writing it down and thinking about it to the point that I ended up memorizing it, which I think is a great approach to memorizing scripture so that we can keep it and hold it in our heart. But yeah, I got all of this, like all of these revelations out of singular words, which I thought was super cool because it's like, it just showed me that you don't have to read a whole bunch of passages of scripture to really take in what God is trying to tell you. You don't have to read the whole Bible back and front and front and back. You don't have to read entire passages in order to still receive the word of God. I went through one scripture and it was only like a couple of words. let me count how many words it was. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve words. And out of twelve words, I got these huge revelations from God. And that was just so powerful to me. So yeah, out of the word rest, that was what I that was what I got out of it. And then I also wrote this down, I don't know why I wrote this down, but I wrote this down. I said, um, oh, I'll get to that later, we'll come back to that. But the next part is um, truly, because I, I did end up going back to that word, because for some reason it kept popping up in my mind, and so I was like, I need to write down this word truly. And so I said, the definition, what is the, tr- what is the definition of truly? And I looked it up, and the definition of truly is, in a truthful way, it's honestly, it's openly it's genuinely um it's to the fullest degree it's properly faithfully accurately and correctly so then i went in and i was like you know what i'm going to re i'm going to re- replace the word truly in this verse um with these synonyms that i found and so i re i would literally replace the word and then i would rewrite the whole scripture again so i said Openly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. Genuinely, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. Faithfully, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. To the fullest degree, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. Honestly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him in a truthful way my soul finds rest in God, my salvation comes from him. Consistently, my soul finds rest in God, my salvation comes from him. And sincerely, my soul finds rest in God, my salvation comes from him. And I thought that was so powerful because each word kind of brings a different angle to the verse. Even though they're all kind of revolving around the same concept, um, the way that they're phrased kind of brings a different angle to it that makes you really think about the verse in a new light and it really makes you say oh like that kind of resonates you know what i mean and so i just really thought that this was really impactful because words like words like openly and genuinely give me very like vulnerability type of vibes where it's like We lay everything out. We lay our soul out. We lay our will and our conscience and our emotions out and we say, God, I'm laying all of this out so that I can rest in you. And so those kind of give me very like vulnerable vibes. But then you have words like faithfully and consistently that is like, I'm constantly choosing to do this. I'm not just like... I'm not, this isn't just haphazardly or whenever I feel like it, it's literally like I'm I'm trying to do this faithfully, I'm trying to be diligent, I'm trying to be devoted, and so words like that really made me feel like, you know, this is a choice that we have to make consistently and constantly, and then words like to the fullest degree um, and sincerely really made me feel like... You know, this wholeheartedly, like, this is what I want to do, you know? Wholeheartedly, my soul is finding rest in God. And and when it says to the fullest degree, it made me think that, like, your soul can find rest in other things, but it won't find it to the fullest degree. It won't find it um, like it will find it if it's in God. Yeah, you can find rest in sleep. You, your soul can find rest in Uh, doing yoga and and reading books and doing all of this other stuff that the world tries to tell you to do, but it will never find it to the fullest degree. It will never find it consistently. It will never genuinely find rest. It will never um, honestly or sincerely find rest or faithfully find rest unless it is in God. And so I just thought that that was so powerful. That was so amazing to me. And then I continued and um, I was just writing some more um, like different things about the rest of the, the verses. And so a couple of things that I had was resting in God. So this reminds me that the I, I emphasized the word in and it said this reminds me that God alone is the one I run to. I must be in him, embraced by and engaged in him. Um, to find rest. I said, a rest is stored in the Most High. It's like someone saying, where's the food? And then you say, it's in the fridge or it's in a cabinet. If that's where it's, that's, um, I'm sorry, I said, that's where it's located. That's where it is stored and you can only find it there. Likewise, rest can only be found in Christ. We can look for rest in everything else, but it'd be like looking for milk. In the living room like you you don't go to other places to look for certain things and so if you're looking for rest you can only find it in Christ and so I thought that that was a really cool thought and then I emphasized the word God and so I said God and God alone he is the source he is the provider who gives us what we need God the creator and sustainer of everything the same God who created the world and the entire universe and everything in it and on that day he rested God, who set the example of trust and obedience through Jesus his Son, to show us how to truly rest, God, our Father, who is in heaven who whose kingdom is rich in blessings, um yeah, where am I oh <laughs> okay, but basically what I was saying in this was that um. God literally set the example of what we need to do. He set the example of us resting. And so that's why we have to look to him and we have to go to him for rest. Because if we're trying to go to other people for rest or trying to go to other ideologies and things for rest, we're never going to really find it because rest can only be found in God, who is the one who set the example for us. And then, once again, it says, my, so I emphasize my, truly my soul finds rest in God, my salvation. And so I said, he has witnessed this. This is a personal experience. Um, So he's witnessed this before, so he can speak from a personal um, instance. And so, yeah. Um, Yeah, so then the next part is, um, truly, I don't think I actually wrote these down. Oh, I did write salvation. Okay, so I said, truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation, this is the part that I emphasize, comes from God. I said, my freedom, deliverance, rescue, etc., it all comes from God. And that's true because Christ came to die for our sins, which gave us the gift of salvation. And Christ comes from God because they are three in one. So essentially, God gave us the gift of salvation when He sent His Son to die for us. He gave me salvation when He gave me Christ. And so, yeah, that was pretty much it, um, comes from him, and then, it's like, him, like, God, God, and God alone is the one where salvation, I mean, where rest comes from, and where salvation comes from as well, and so, yeah, that's pretty much it that I really meditated on, but I thought it was just such a wonderful thing, and I would highly suggest it, that if there's a scripture that you really feel, um, like, just laid on your heart that really is, like, kind of tugging at you and you think about and you hear and you you kind of remember it. You're kind of like, oh, like, that really resonates with me. Take some time to meditate on it. And it doesn't have to be an hour and 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be an extended period of time, but just take some time to really sit on it, to really just write it. And if you don't know what else to write, just keep rewriting the same verse over and over again. That's what I was doing. Because when I got to these Like, this was over an accumulation of that period of time. So, it wasn't like it all just came out of nowhere and I just magically somehow figured out this is what I should do. It was because the Holy Spirit was really like prompting me. And as I was sitting there, I was like, I just couldn't, my mind couldn't shake moving on to something else, my mom couldn't shake this verse, it didn't want to let go of it, so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep writing it, because I literally couldn't think of anything else, and so I would just keep writing it over and over again, and that's when the Holy Spirit really spoke to me, and really helped me take apart each one of these words because I couldn't have done this on my own. I wouldn't have figured it out. Oh, let me take apart these words and figure out what they mean. And so I would just highly encourage you that if you really want to meditate on scripture, sit there and either repeat it to yourself constantly over and over again or or write it down over and over again and just see where the Holy Spirit leads you. I mean, he may lead you to take it apart verse by verse or he may lead you to do something else. You never know. And so, um, yeah, just really and and also keeping it simple but being intentional at the same time is something that's truly important because i know that a lot of times i get very like idealistic and i'm like i have to do this i have to do that i have to study this i have to study that and doing this simple like meditation on this one scripture that really like impacted me because it showed me that you can keep it very simple and yet God can use it to do such great things and bring such great revelations to you that really comfort you. And then revelations that could encourage others. And so I just thought that that was so, so amazing. So amazing. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And there's one more thing I think I wanted to cover. Um, and this just goes back to the true freedom Um, you know, podcasts and stuff like that. I I love how I said, I was like, oh, we're gonna start a new series, and then I did like an intro thing, and then I did like one episode, I'm pretty sure, and that was it. But essentially, all of this revolves around true freedom, and I think what I'm going to do from here on out is doing the field notes instead of just doing, because I don't want it to seem like oh, I am a teacher and I know everything and now I'm teaching you guys. Like, I want it to be just the observations that I have and the experiences that I have in me documenting it and then sharing what I'm learning from it so that hopefully you guys can grab something out of it and hopefully I can grab something out of it. And so I don't want it to seem like oh, I'm an expert on this, and I know, you know, let's start a whole new series, like, I'm learning that I'm still a learner, I'm still going through this, I'm still experiencing this, and so, kind of just, like, walking alongside you guys, along with this journey, and we're just kind of walking together, learning from each other, and so, yeah, um, but basically, another thing I wrote down was that, true freedom is not the absence of bondage, but the presence of Jesus and the rested assurance that he will be faithful to his promises. And I think that's something that is so impactful because I know that for me, a lot of times I don't rest assured in the promises that Jesus has for me. And I try to figure things out on my own. And Jesus is just like, yo, rest, because I've already taken care of it. I've already got you. And so I think I want to dive deeper into, um, resting in the promises and preparing in the promises but i don't know if i want to go too deep into that today because this was already pretty long but that's pretty much it for today so i will catch you guys next time Bye bye